yeah, it's very inclusive. And generally, that's one thing, one of the awesome things you kind of feel at home about in the kink community is this big inclusive bunch. Hello, and welcome to Reclaim Your Radiance, a podcast where we discuss the most intimate parts of the human experience. Let's take a deep dive into self-love, sexual pleasure, and absolutely everything in between. I'm your host, Chris Hall, and each week we will be joined by one fabulous friend, and sometimes that friend will just be me, to talk about how we can all become our most radiant selves. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Reclaim Your Radiance. Today, I am joined by Wolf, also known as Mr. Wolf within the kink community. He is a bisexual, 31-year-old Caucasian man who was born in Vancouver, Canada. Wolf has been part of the kink community for a while now and has graciously agreed to join us today to give us some insider knowledge about what it's like in this underground world and how you can dip your toes into this life of dark, mysterious play. I am so excited to get started, but before we do, I've got a quick message for you from a future podcast guest who runs her own podcast known as PuffCast. Anyone else love Harry Potter like we do? Oh man, you have to check it out. Welcome to PuffCast, your bi-weekly Harry Potter podcast run by Puffs. I'm Melanie. And I'm Juliana. Do you like Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts? Oh yes. Oh, good. Are you looking for a fun, stress-free place to just have a good conversation, play some silly games, and hear from some great guests? Yes, please tell me more. Oh boy, well then this podcast is for you. We would like to invite you to join our happy common room. Get comfy, have some pizza, make new friends, and be part of the conversation. All houses are welcome. You can find PuffCast every other Wednesday on all platforms where podcasts are found. So we'll see you in the common room. And until then, stay puffy. And badger on. And now, on to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? It's so good to see you. Hello, good to see you. I would love to start today um, talking about your name, Wolf, and how that's come to be, how you identify. Mm. So that's been um, a long process, definitely. I mean, I can definitely, I think everyone can probably guess that I feel really a big, strong connection to the animal itself. And I think everyone has a bit of a animal familiar that they feel connected to. So, namely that. Uh, there's a bit of a family lineage, a bit of a family connection. My uh, Nana, she was working with the Nisga Nation as a nurse in Northern BC. And so, uh, as the story goes, she was such an important part of the community that they welcomed her into the Wolf Clan. So, and apparently, so that is a matrilineal, matrilineal line. So. Uh, passed down from my nana to my mom to me. And uh, so my sister, she's then passed it on to Annabelle, my niece. That being a First Nations thing, I just, I did want to have a bit of a disclaimer. I didn't want to claim that 
for a long, long time. But thankfully, I did get, get to have a conversation with a couple of people that were very, very, very welcoming. And so that's been really great. And one of which is part of a wolf clan. So that was extremely rewarding talking to that person. And God, when forging an identity in the kink world, that is, that's more the beginning of me actually taking the moniker um, and less just having these ethereal reasons of why I like the name was I've always enjoyed, always developed the passion for primalism. And so a lot of that has some animalistic tendencies. And so given with my connection, I thought it'd be really fun to play with the game of Mr. Wolf. What time is it, Mr. Wolf? Yeah. Like, so that's that's your Dom name is Mr. Wolf. Yeah. 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 So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So like my second Fat Life account. Third first one, I just had like a silly or whatever moniker that was just a uh, profile name, not really standing up to what I am. So, so that making the second one was like, okay, let's make this identity. Cool. Yeah. And so and, when you say primalism, is that like a type of something that I don't know about? So that would be a type of play. Okay. Can you explain it? Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no um, worries. Oh, um, it's really kind of like a, one of those things that has a bit of a big definition and can mean different things to different people, but it at its core is about letting your inhibitions go. And so a lot of this may could result in like, I don't want to use the word, I was going to use the word in itself, primal play, that like biting, hair pulling, very aggressive, but like passionate behavior really is just about Okay, anything that really comes to mind because it's really just about having that sense of freedom. Anything but primal, let that go and just, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah cool. That. So is is that like a subset of, like, I'm, I'm curious, if somebody asks you like which type of play is like your overall umbrella, what yeah. would you say? What word would you use? Primal, I think. Okay, um, so that's the top and then everything else kind of is under that. Yeah. Like, where does BDSM fit into it? Or where does, like... Well, that's, a, I don't know, maybe 50-50? Yeah. Different moods for different uh, different things. Yeah, because it's really nice having that. I think BDSM is that much more cool, calm, collected. And not that you don't have awareness or aren't cognizant or aware of what you're doing in that other place. You should always. But uh, it's definitely that little more higher-up authoritative controlling it's different mm-hmm. and also the um i'd have to say that primalism doesn't always have the power structure that being a dom has interesting it can it can be very much primal um predator prey that's uh two ways that people like to define themselves as inside that but i think that um yeah it doesn't necessarily have to have that power structure again it can mean a lot of things to different people. Hmm. That, that's it at its core. Yeah, thanks. That's a whole new area I didn't know about. And it, it makes a lot of sense, right? When I heard primalism, I was like, okay, this is probably what this is about, but like, I really want to know. And I'm picturing people with like elaborate costumes that are like in tune with their spirit animals. 
Yeah. So you definitely find some crossover between people who are like furries and primalism too. Totally. Just because there's that animalistic side. Mm-hmm. And yeah. okay. So furries, when I picture furries, it's mm-hmm. like, like just obviously a lot of fuzz, a lot of Right. But I honestly picture somebody in like a onesie with like, or like even like a mascot, you know, like pretending to be a Care Bear. Yeah. I think that's pretty much mostly what what their costumes end up being is an elaborate onesie. Oh my God. This reminds me of episode of Bob's Burgers where they, uh, oh my God, Tina loses a doll to a bunch of adult men dressed as bronies. It's like, uh, uh, it's like that pony kid show uh but these are like 40 year olds 40 year old men dressed as that and there's oh just bronies as in like my little pony but bronies yeah. oh yeah. my god yeah it's like adult men who are into the show amazing yeah and, and later on of course there is some very uh sexual and bdsm undertones mm. um, okay so I'm, I'm curious how did you get into this world then mm. I think I've always been interested in alternative culture. Stephen King, horror, uh, that's one thing, metal. And there's a lot of very graphic imagery and very like uh, horror uh, movie imagery in metal music, including skulls, scenes of violence. Yeah, uh, say right there, like just a lot of like huge, generally like being too uh, crass, but it was just like a huge girls and very like slutty yeah scantily clad ladies that that was pretty much the yeah around that i mean like comic books even have that but oh and then there's the heavy metal magazine growing up which has it's all about like sex and heavy metal music and then having the imagery uh there's a bunch of different stories yeah it gets taboo it gets racy you get a lot of fetish involved in that. And I can't believe I didn't think about the heavy metal magazine until now, because that is definitely a huge precursor to why I would be in that. And that is in definitely like ages 13 to 17, I'm ingesting that content. So your parents um, like knew that you were getting these magazines? Like, how did you get them? Oh, see, here's the thing is that my dad... Yeah, he's just, like showing me films that he really enjoys. So he showed me the movie Heavy Metal. Oh, and that movie! Oh my gosh, yeah, like the one that there's all this whole cult following around. Oh, huge cult following! It is one of the best. Yeah, I mean, I'm part of the cult. Uh, following, so. <laughs> Drank the Kool Aid. Um, yeah, yeah, all of it. But it's amazing because it's just this uh, cartoon anthology, basically telling the story of like the forces of evil. Well having like metal music in the background and a lot of violence and uh, nudity. Sounds fun. Yeah. We're super fun. (laughs) So you watch that movie and all of a sudden you're like, I guess that probably helped you identify that this is how you like to express yourself. I think, yeah, it's just more of a precursor to like, yes, this is the stuff I'm into Mm -hmm. and to being, I was 20 years old. And then I had a girlfriend that, we went into a sex shop and she didn't buy me vlogger. We bought her uh, vlogger to which she used that on me that night. So saying that I, I first time playing, I began as a sub. Hmm. And uh, that 
probably didn't work for you, I'm guessing, since now you're a Tom. Oh, no, it's fun. It's very okay. fun. All right. Yeah, yeah. You switch? Yeah, I, no, I don't refer to myself as a switch. It's more that there is, yeah, I will switch, but that'll be like oh, such like rare energy. And yeah, it's a really, really, really like a rare experience, but it is definitely valuable. I mean, there's things you can learn by subbing to be a better dom. I mean, yeah, for sure. You can empathize, but then putting yourself into the position is, yeah, very rewarding to be, yeah, get that perspective. Cool. So, how did you go from, oh my gosh, I love it when my girlfriend uses a flogger on me to, you know, being completely integrated into the underground scene and being a dom yourself? Actually, like, I'm, I'm curious how that works. Like, do you, get a house call and just like go do this service for people do you work in a dungeon like I have no idea what this looks like so the Montreal scene is I think where I really got going and was more of a yeah active member of the kink community in Montreal's Montreal it's um it's Montreal yeah yes much much better kink scene including dungeons So on that, so yeah, I used to go to one or two dungeons, uh, one in particular. Yeah, sometimes um, I would just go there, network, uh, sometimes find someone that you strike a good uh, conversation, talk some stuff through, and played with some of those people. And then it's great when you can go in there with someone you know, then because you've already built uh, that trust and some of that play. Uh, you can have a bit more fun with that uh, while being uh, an exhibitionist as well. Mm. So, so it's very much like a sex club. It's just a very specific sex club. Well, sometimes it doesn't involve sex at all. Yeah, sometimes it's just really just the play. Yeah. Um, and when you say play, like, because I, I know that that's like a word that's, I don't know, it's coming more into my scope of words, my dictionary lately. But so like a play party where people, you know, have group sex or things like that but when you say play you mean what what i mean when i say play uh, any any act i guess that is involving you and another person or any of those desired effects so it could be sexual it also could be non-sexual but still some sort of interaction some play aspect so i mean like that could even just be basic as massaging um, it could be impact play. And by impact, sorry, I, I, I'm going to need yeah. you to describe all the things. Don't. <laughs> so impact play, any sort of play that involves literally impact. A lot of these things are pretty self-explanatory. And in- yes, yes. So by impact, uh, you mean, you know, something is hitting yeah. you. So yeah, uh, spanking, floggers, whips. Yeah, anything that's making that impact. Okay. Uh, yeah, which is, you know, there's so much inside that as well i mean because you gotta like learn how to hit right you gotta learn how to like receive right like that's another thing i talked about uh, the things you can learn uh, to be better dom by by subbing Hmm. Um, learning how to hit is uh very very important so i've definitely been hit wrong and definitely uh trying to use that experience to be like okay yeah, here's where they're failing. Something as simple. You only think about sometimes, not that experience. It's like if there's chaos, where is the impact 
on the toy and with your fall through and toys uh, fall through. If there's that where you're hitting it, but then there's an extra tail, it's gonna wrap around you and hit your side. Ooh. So it's so much. Okay, so you're you're going. So it does you need to have your? You've talked about like your profiles on various like sites. Is this just purely a? You know, you're trying to find other people to play with, and it's just purely like for your own benefit, or is there actually some aspect of you know doing this as a career, doing this as a you know second income? Yeah. So the whole profile is just in the that life. It's just more there's. Like you said, the the social media aspect Mm. of this site. I think they advertise themselves as the Facebook of kink, which on that, I have a big tiff on how the fact that they could operate for this long with such a huge user base, um, including paying members, because there's tons of people who are paying members, and how over the course of time, they still have not developed a app. And I still have to log on to a fucking web browser. We um, have hit a soft point. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, something I care about. But yeah, I mean, uh, understandably so. It's really annoying to have to like go to your computer and you can't just like randomly make plans in the middle of the day with somebody through your phone. You can go to web browser on your phone. Yeah, um, that's true. It's not optimized. No, it's not streamlined. Yeah. So on that too, there are events. Um, so people can post events. Yeah, God. Uh, there'd be tons of dance parties. Uh, they're of the kinky sorts, too, that are always posted there. God, yeah, there's this one event. Uh, I'll just plug this dance event, um, Purr, just because it's so awesome. And whenever like I was... P-U-R-R, Purr? P-U-R-R. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, and it's basically just a, a cat-themed kinky dance party. Love it. And um, I think the two times I went, there was back room for uh, sex play, which is interesting. Like rules is uh, two or more. You can't go in as a single because like observers are just, eh. yeah, that's not the place for it. There's other clubs and stuff for observers. But then, you know, but if, you know, a couple wants to invite a third in, then, yeah. So there's a security guard. It's really great. So it's, yeah, it's really, I don't know, I find a, I don't know, funny, hilarious, a bit thrilling when uh, couples brought me into uh, the back and I just get, they get that like, okay, nod from the security guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the third. He's, he's okay. <laughs> he's with us. Yeah. Do they have that rule? Sometimes they have a rule where there has to be one female, which I guess mm-hmm. I kind of understand if they're like, they're really trying to get away like. I don't know. I just think that's so wrong. Like, how can you force heteronormativity on people at a sex club? Like, that's so wrong. I've never heard that. So if that goes on, I totally agree with you. That is wrong. So far, thankfully, I haven't encountered that. And yeah, it's it's just it's just two people because, yeah, it's very inclusive. And generally, that's one thing. One of the awesome things you kind of feel at home about in the kink community is this big inclusive bunch. Hmm. Because there's so much self-exploration and love and uh, acceptance that we have to do to ourselves and each other that... A lot of consent. It's wonderful. (laughs) God, yeah. Yeah, it's big, 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 big. 
Cool. So if somebody was looking to get into it and didn't know where to start, didn't have any friends who were even like remotely into the scene, how would they start? Joining FetLife is, I think, the easiest. Can you spell that FetLife? FetLife. Fet for a fetish. F-E-T-L-I-F-E. Okay. And you'll find it with a Google FetLife.com. Because the best way is just to get going if you don't have any friends. Um, well, yeah, like I had a couple of friends. In, in the kink community. <laughs> yeah, in the kink community. No, no judgment. No, it's because like they do post events there. And some of those events are things like munches, which is a very casual meet and greet at a local restaurant or bar, plain clothes. And there's no, it's not about that. It's just about the networking so that you can meet people. That's so lovely. That's such a good window in. Oh, like yeah. Such a gentle... Unlike some of the things in this community, it's very gentle. <laughs> yeah. So munches are by far the best way to, but you'll find those munches. They're posted. There'll be a local munch in like every city and you'll find those through, yeah, the event page. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's such a, yeah. a good, gentle slope into it. And of course there's all the other events too. If you want to jump in a little more head first, there's other events too. Of course course keep your keep your eye out for like I feel like I see some of these events like on like casually stapled to various city walls you know like they're just everywhere in just kind of getting it out there in a way that's I don't know less in your face almost you have to be looking for it thanks to quickly answer uh, another part of your question was I would not do this for money uh however I have done other sex work but um yeah no, it's just kind of not my, I don't know. I think I just more prefer to do the sex work uh, than that. I think I just um, more prefer to have a dom kink lifestyle. Nice. Yeah. So I've, I've never heard you talk about sex work. Are you willing to elaborate on that at all? I've, um, you can say no. 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 Okay, cool. Um, I was, I was actually wanted to jump back into your, your dom life a little bit to mm-hmm. kind of, I'm wondering what are the major differences? Like, have you interacted in that way with both men and women and all variety of the spectrum? And like, where does that, what do you Mm -hmm. prefer? Where does it differ? Like, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I definitely have uh, played with men in BDSM. However, yeah, more strongly towards females. And I don't know whether that's necessarily about power structure and being able to overpower and having that kind of thrill and that that physicality not having that same thing couldn't say why couldn't say yeah yeah I'd I'd the preference is there right it's yeah I'd you always to, need to explain it yeah i just do more thinking to psychoanalyze that part hmm. cool in what ways do you usually engage with men then men just sex yeah more fun times in that kind of like passionate to rough but not as rough as anything that I would go into the primalism that I'd go into other parties. But still, yeah, lots of different other fun. Hmm. Love it. Cool. And so is there like a, is there a part on that like website that you talked about that's seeking X? (laughs) I am Y? (laughs) Yes, you can post personal ads. And oh, wow. Yep, totally. Of course, they're yeah, and all your local cities, they'll have a page that you can post your personals. And so, yeah, I've, in the last little while, I've been looking. So I have post up 
it's gotten uh, some responses. So had a couple dates, couple, going over the interview process. If anything fits in where that's going to lead. Nice. I feel like that's such a safe, secure, like proper venue to like request certain things, not like random, you know, photos you get if you scroll through Tinder and there's just a solitary butt plug and it says, contact me. And it's like, not actually about a person, right? Like I've seen that. And then there's also like, I definitely once came across a Craigslist ad or maybe a friend did because we were trying to sell this like fake iron throne, like game of Thrones type iron throne that we made for school. This was back in like my engineering days. And we had this like throne that we were trying to sell. And I think somebody actually, no, it might, it might've been somebody from school. They decided to put it as more of like a looking for my Daenerys <laughs> kind of ad. And they were like looking to have sex on this chair, which it sat in the engineering line for many months. So like people definitely had some fantasy sex on that chair. I'm glad it got used. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sounds like a much safer venue. I'm glad that this exists where people can post legitimate like offers and really do it in a more safe and just yeah. consent-based way. Totally. Very, very, very much so. Makes me think about still, you get some posts that are just ridiculous, ridiculous, 99% of the time, males uh, demanding something. So there still exists in online that heavy um, attitude that men have towards women. So you do have to navigate through that still. So you still do find the disclaimers on females' profiles, like, don't talk to me if that's all you have. You mentioned, like, the just the, the picture of dick pic with a butt plug and, and, like, barely not having anything on your profile. And, oh, yeah, and then, like, trying to build trust, even, like, by having things on your profile right away, talking to a few other people. And um, so... I mentioned anonymity being a thing, but this one lady was saying that this guy, uh, that her dumb, um, had both his name and uh, his face on his profile. And he kind of shouldn't because, like, it could go bad for him professionally. But it was just more the fact that he was so self assured that it wouldn't, uh, so confident that he was able to just say, like, hey, this is me, this is my identity, this is what I like, that that spoke to her on a level of, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It is, like, really amazing to see somebody just stepping out and saying, this is me, this is who I am. But, yeah, it's, it's very vulnerable. It's a very tricky spot to be in. Mm-hmm. Of like, and, and is that a rule? Is that an unwritten rule to not, you know, give a real name and actually put your face to, like, have a mask and... No, there's no rules, but it's all, it's all personal tastes and boundaries and mm-hmm. what they're willing, wanting uh, to give off. So, and some are very exhibitionist and sometimes too, like super, super secretive. And it's just range of experiences, range of personalities. Mm, awesome. Love that. So do you, do you personally use a mask? Like, are you, where on that scale are you? This is really kind of ironic that as a mask maker, I love masks. I have this great big uh, heart on for masks. Um, but I generally don't like wearing one myself because I think it just kind of gets in the way. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen your masks. They're like elaborate. They're leather worked like different them. animals. Like it's so intricate. It's beautiful. Uh, so they're super fun. But I think they're more of a foreplay thing. They just sort of get in the way when it comes to getting 
And so you make this yourself with leather and like different like dyes um, and stuff. Totally. Leather work. Super, super fun. Super tactile experience and craft. But then also the leather work will go into um, some impact toys. Mm. I've made some paddles and some floggers. Yeah. So you you now know not only how to hit, but how to design a better one so that it hits better. Oh, yeah, totally. Like sometimes <laughs> I have just hanging up on the wall there. When um, the person you're talking to looks around the room casually to try to see if they have a good spanking tool, just within arm's reach, just casually. <laughs> it's amazing how many people have actually come in, taken a look around and sort of not seen the hooks of floggers and paddles on the wall by my bed and you have uh, to point it out and be like so you interested <laughs> yeah although it's really it is really fun watching people's eyes go when they notice i have like these um o-rings screwed into some studs on either side so i could string someone up it's really fun uh just <laughs> watching i've seen a couple of people just sort of look at that like oh oh hmm <laughs> they slowly just, go through it they slowly think about it they slowly picture themselves being tied up and they're like oh okay yeah yeah that's always it's always super fun i think when people start realizing that i'm kinky so that's another thing i like about being dumb is reactions that's that's a big big thing i think that's part of the pleasure drive is watching reactions yeah so like reactions to like even casually like if you just mention it to somebody and then you get to see kind of their reaction to you mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so reactions in conversation reactions in play responses first of all for like communication and like not just uh in the nonverbal communication but then also as a sadist watching pain reactions or also Pleasure reactions, hmm. using both, playing with the dichotomy of pleasure and pain and watching the reactions. Hmm. So what would you say that is bringing out for you? Are you kind of just watching people's boundaries and watching people? Yeah, because I definitely, I you're hitting on something here where it's like, I love watching how people react to a very authentic expression of humanity, right? Like if you are wearing your mm -hmm. most like confident and ridiculous outfit and you see how people react to you. It's like, it's just interesting. Like you're almost looking at it from a third party, just being like, Oh, interesting. So that's where you're at. And that's where you're at. And you can glean something about them. Is that kind of where you're getting at? Oh yeah, definitely. That, especially when you say that gleaming something about them, that's a huge part. Yeah. A, a part of that reaction is, is that reveal of, yeah, that window of who they are and the fact that they are enjoying where they are. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> hopefully if they if they aren't that they say something. Oh, you would hope. You would hope. Communication. Yes. Um, Communication, consent, all the very important things that thankfully the fetish community is so open and outward about. Yeah, and so much so. It's really great that there's such big conversations about that in that community. Yeah, because it is not in the vanilla community as much. So that's another thing that's just been, I guess, kind of annoyance with non-counterculture growing up, developing in every phase, that there's this always this judgment towards counterculture as being basically those ones that pervert everyone into these things. And really there's an actually because they have to deal with these head on, there's that conversation about it versus all the vanilla people that don't know, don't, don't know how to talk, don't like to talk about these things, it just ends up becoming a really toxic atmosphere. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important in any aspect to at least have the conversation, right? Like no assuming, no. Yeah. The beauty of delving deeper into any area you're interested in is just finding that boundary, right? Like you take Mm -hmm. one step over and then you get to talk about why that didn't work for you and what came up and yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And you see that. So like, uh, of course there's the discussion beforehand, but you mentioned that check-ins, check-ins during, but also check-ins after. Go through a checklist of what worked, what uh, what didn't. Yeah, did we come a little too close to any boundaries? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, any other questions that you may ask? Nice. Yeah, I find it fascinating how all this stuff comes up in ways that you just wouldn't otherwise ever know in your life, right? Like, and you have such, you can, it can really inspire really deep conversations with a partner or with a friend or with anybody who you're interacting with in this way, right? It's, it's, uh, it's quite beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So with your, with your leather work, I'm curious what your leather work has like gives you in terms of like, I don't know. I, I feel like people who have this creative thing that they pour their, their energy into, they tend to let themselves express themselves more authentically because of it. Do you find that? Yeah, I think doing my craft aids toward towards living a more genuine life. I think it definitely helps me face a more genuine version of myself. And I think it that's actually probably the time where I'm most happy with my own company is when I'm doing these crafts. So yeah, there's a huge self-love part of that aspect. Oh, and of course I have a wolf mask. That was another super big personal piece. Love it. So if somebody needs to create a custom mask to go with their spirit animal or just whatever <laughs> they need mm-hmm. it for. They know who or to go some, to. Or some impact toys. Yeah. Yeah. Different effects. I have one that was really soft leather, but because, you know, soft leather, I have a bunch of knots tied into it to give that extra thwack. Um, <laughs> thwack. <laughs> I love the way you say that. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm a big fan of automatopoeia. Mm, yes. But really, yeah, it's, I think that's the best sound for automatopoeia for a flogger. Yeah, is a smack. <laughs> oh, I love watching you light up as you talk about all of these, like all of your art, all of that. Like you can just see the joy in your eyes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Love it. So if somebody wanted to commission one of these things from you, where would they go? Joyland Art, J-O-Y-L-A-N-D-A-R-T, Joyland Art. Yeah, on Instagram. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. So that'd be a great place to follow Wolf if you want to follow along his journey at all in terms of his art or just see these beautiful masks for yourself. And uh, as we just end here, um, or as we come to the end of this conversation, I just, is there anything you'd like to leave with people in terms of, like, if you Mm. had to describe the community, what would you say to them? Don't be afraid. If you, yeah, feel like this is something you want to do, uh, there are just so many resources out there, whether they're blog posts that people have done. God, so much, so much writing, so much writing. Just read a lot. Talk to people. Don't jump in head first right away. Yeah. Trust. Communicate. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for talking me through all these things I didn't know. I hope listeners got some new information. I definitely did. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to, to check out some of those masks online. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
And with that, we come to the end of this week's episode of Reclaim Your Radiance. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed your time with us and came away with something truly valuable. If you want more and simply cannot wait until next week, come join us online. We have a couple of really exciting communities that are being built. First, we have a Facebook community with the name Reclaim Your Radiance, where we talk about all sorts of talks related to the podcast, and tons that aren't. It's a community of like-minded souls who want to dive deeper into these things and keep the conversation going. Secondly, you can sign up for our mailing list to receive bonus content and stay in touch with what's happening in the world of Reclaim Your Radiance. And lastly, coming soon to a computer near you is our Patreon. Come along and join us for extra content, regular community meetups, fun swag, one-on-one time with yours truly, and so much more. Stay tuned for that. Head on over to the episode notes and the show description to find those links. And I hope to see you online soon. All right, everyone. Until next week, stay radiant. Stay radiant.